Welcome back to Tugon's Self-Love and Healing Podcast. Today, we're talking about the importance of spreading awareness of online sexual abuse with a special guest. As we guide you through the journey of self-love and healing, do note that there will be sensitive topics that will be discussed, specifically alluding to sexual abuse. If certain parts of the podcast makes you feel uncomfortable, please feel free to pause, stop, and or discontinue tuning in. We acknowledge and respect that everyone's process of recovery is done at different paces. It will not be taken against you if you put your well-being first. Before we begin, take a moment to prepare yourself. Inhale. Five, four, three, two, exhale. Inhale. Five, four, three, two, exhale. Inhale. Five, four, three, two, exhale. Thank you for being here with us. I am Jaylon, and with me, we have a wonderful guest, Arian Ko, the Advocacy Vice President of Adenea Tugon, an organization that advocates for women and youth safety against sexual violence. So, we really need to prepare ourselves for this kind of conversation because we really need to talk about this. And I'm doing great, and I feel so blessed to have this conversation with you and really looking forward to today's mm-hmm. episode. So, hi, Arian. Thank you so much for joining us today. So, to start off, can you tell us more about Tugon's oh, advocacy? Oh, okay. Sige. I would love to tell you about Tugon's advocacy. Um, Thank you. <laughs> okay. Sige. So, Tugon advocates for the safety of women and youth against sexual violence. Mm-hmm. Um, more so, we do everything that has to do with the welfare of the children. So, we wish for them to get families, to get adopted. We wish for them to be safe against harm, against child sexual abuse. Um, these are the things we advocate for. Um, we're working towards a reality here, actually, where um, sexual violence ceases to exist um, in hopes that we can help cultivate a future that addresses yung mga problems currently faced by the vulnerable sectors in the country, the youth, women, children, um, eventually ceasing the need to support the sexual abuse survivors. So, kapag wala nang sexual abuse within the Philippines, there's no need to create that support. So, that's the environment we want to hope for. A world where um, there's no sexual abuse occurrences. Um, and actually, this podcast is one of the many projects we have initiated thus far to make this a reality. Yeah, so these initiatives are very, very important for our advocacy. So we really hope that this podcast will help everyone tuning in to better understand how we play a part in the abolition of sexual violence in our country, as well as the impact these conversations can make towards seeing to that future. So it's been three years now since I've seen personally how Tugon has served the sector, blood, sweat, and tears. And you know, it's very, very worth it, especially when you see the smiles and laughter of the kids and to see your advocacy being forwarded and being, you know, being loved and being mm-hmm. taken care of. Yes, that's true. It feels like you're part of something bigger, ano? Um, mm-hmm. The challenge I mentioned earlier, it seems that it's not gonna be done in a day, not even true, in a true. year, I believe. 
and it's not being pessimistic because child sexual abuse happens and Philippines is one of the hotspots for it because we speak ah. English so very well. So what's great to hear is that there are Tugoners, generations of Tugoners who has been working and there will be another set of Tugoners who will continue work working side by side um just to um promote more this advocacy and you know create champions um in making sure that the Philippines the Filipino children um would be placed in a safe home would be safe from harm so um that's how really the community transforms and is transformed thank you thank you very much for that now so for everyone listening we will fight for you and we will fight with you Yes. So with that, how exactly can these initiatives play an active role towards the non-existence of sexual violence in our country? So, Eri, what steps mm-hmm. are necessary for us to take? Well, ang daming steps actually, but there, mm-hmm. what's important is this first step, okay? So this first step is shedding light on the reality on various public spaces. Um, alamin ng mga tao that this exists. Yun talaga yung first step. Um, tsaka na yung mga systematic things, um, things we have to do the nitty-gritty, we have to start first at the very first step, which is making sure that people know that these occurrences exist. It's hard to swallow, definitely. Hindi siya for everyone. It's, it's very triggering. But to make sure that people know, it will really make you fight for it. It will really make you want to advocate more for it. And to make this known is a valid lived experience that can profoundly impact one's health, mental health, Um, opportunity and well-being for a lifetime. So, um, we need to start an open discussion or a discourse um, that can prove us to reveal the deeper issues associated with why child sexual abuse or sexual abuse in general still continue to persist in our countries, in our communities, um, and in the Philippines specifically, since there are several existing policies for women and child protection that are already in place. Um, thoughts on why these policies might fall short? Well, um, kasi ang pinag-uusapan dito ay family eh, usually. Child sexual abuse, honestly, it ha- abusers are more or less somehow related to the victims more often than not. And um, it's hard to report on family because um, even though the, the, the perpetrators um, do exist within the family realm, it's hard to report them as somehow you do not want Um, incarceration or you do not want other complexities to enter in within the family relationship that might that that reporting might bring into the family so that's why it's a little bit difficult somehow it's hard because it's a family issue as well most more often than not and it's um it, it's something that the philippine laws might be able to work on more um when it comes to the report of child sexual abuse or sexual abuse in general especially here in specifically in our context within the country. Yeah, siguro to add on that, no, and to be candid and to be off-script muna, um, I'm a victim of child sexual abuse. Um, kaya nandito talaga ako sa Tugon. And yung perpetrator nun is my uncle. Yung kapatid ng mother ko. And hindi ko siya maisulat, hindi ko siya, even though I'm a palangka awardee, And I I wrote and published articles. And hindi ko siya masulat in public. And hindi ko rin siya ma-report. Kasi una, uh, masisira yung family dynamics namin. No? And then, pangalawa is, hindi ko alam kung mag-act 
ba yung police when kung ni-report ko siya and then yun din kasi is meron tayong mga laws first more of on paper siya kasi titingnan din natin on paano siya na-implement no no and paano yung justice system nasa sobrang tagal di ba justice denied is just justice delayed is justice denied no mm-hmm. and yung takot den nung mga survivors na for retaliation yung na, na yung shame pa and yung stigma so etong podcast na ito sobrang halaga talaga no to shed light and awareness because hanggang yung yung unknown ginagawa mong known mas nawawala yung stigma and discrimination and yun yung first step towards achieving justice no so going back No, so how was the global pandemic? Just ko lalo ng pandemic ngayon, no? Yes. So pero ano pala um ano muna I'm I'm on a, I'm in a safe place. I'm in yes. Tugon, Ateneo. I'm in Ateneo. So thank you. So now, going back. So how was the global pandemic affected our risk of sexual violence, especially with the isolation and online setting? <laughs> You know, J-Love, I'm happy that you found a home here in Tugon, Ateneo, and we welcome you with open arms yes, for the years you. to come. Thank you. always have a space here, honestly. Um, now, let's talk about the COVID-19 pandemic. So, ever since the rise of COVID-19, um, the transition to digital space, um, it has been very difficult, um, especially since, for example, if we talked about perpetrators who are part of the family, um, hindi pwede lumabas ng bahay. We avoid going out of the house because we do not want to get... We do not want to acquire COVID-19 infection. So, victims are forced to live within the same space as their perpetrators. Yun, ganun ang eksenang nangyayari. So, the transition of everything into digital space or social media has become even more concentrated. Topping this, um, may mga protocols and guidelines na nakakalimit kung paano makahanap yung victim ng safe space nila. They're forced to stay at home. Eh. So, these conditions, they really put the vulnerable groups more at risk. Um, Actually, just to add more information here, ano, within just two months of the COVID-19 lockdown, so mag-travel um, tayo back in time, I guess, to 2020 to 2021, um, there are cases of child abuse increased by 246%. That means it more than doubled the, um, the, the, the usual reportings. And this also meant that um, 200,000 more people are traumatized. Um, as mentioned by Save the Children Philippines, the pandemic really further raised and therefore exacerbated the urgency of child rights crisis. So with the internet's continued increase in accessibility, online space are posing new dangers to the children. You know, um, having worked within Tugon before, um, there, were or- there were already harms within the social media of children utilizing Facebook. There are Facebook groups being made which of children um, trying to um, get relationships with each other. And the real harm here talaga is if there are adults posing as children and trying to get into a relationship with someone who is very young, this increases the risk for child sexual abuse and exploitation or online child sexual abuse and exploitation. Um, so the technological aspect, really, it allows offenders to hide behind the anonymous accounts and shield themselves from detection. So this is just a glimpse of how dangerous the internet can be talaga if we do not have laws or we do not have regulations that limit this or prevent this from ever happening. So, this, these are the dangers and even more so for the vulnerable groups, the children, young women who are constantly being targeted by this. Um, 
I'd like to quote here a study by the International Justice Mission. Actually, they said, reliable quality data on these crimes is lacking. And it's especially concerning because once we wake up in, um, with regards to the case, once we wake up to a world um, full of cases of sexual violence in the online um on the online setting um we are overlooking the need for accurate and timely data which would hinder opportunities that take actions against this crime so the IJM also mentioned here that the, that this vital information um are are much suited for interventions and ensuring that proper implementations and policies are in place um and we really need to uh, to, to ask for government's help when it comes to this and in regulating this to take action just to make sure that um, the internet um, does not harm these vulnerable sectors that we are trying to protect. So more and more vulnerable children are going through this experience of abuse and exploitation every day and I believe that this to be very true and there is something we can do actually to protect and support them and it really starts with raising awareness that these occurrences definitely do exist. True. So talaga no, um, without safeguard social media and the internet uh, may connect abusers to potential victims and it's very scary talaga no yung pandemic it also exacerbated kasi maraming tao ngayon na pumunta talaga sa prostitution or na forced to go into prostitution dahil wala nang makain dahil walang ayuda and such so nandoon talaga yung mga institutions and government policies na nagfail nung nagkaroon ng pandemic, no? So, nandun din yung term na grooming, no? Na nangyayari na yung mga children, tapos yung mga adults, talagang nagkakaroon sila ng relationship and that's very, very bad because in developmental psychology, no? Um, hindi pa ready yung, hindi pa ready and hindi pa well-developed and formed yung mental capacities and psychological capacities nung uh, bata. And ayun, so kailangan talaga Uh, magtulong-tulong, no? Yung institutions, government, even the private sector, and the community, and even the families. Magkaroon ng parental supervision, both in the virtual and in the physical world, no? So, eto nga, nagkakaroon din tayo ng mga awareness seminar and then this podcast to help spread awareness. Uh, so, my God, no? So, with such a short amount of time, so many discussions were raised. So, Thank you very much, no, Eddie. Thank you, thank yes. you for being here, and yes. thank you to Gon Ateneo for giving us this platform. Yes, ang bilis ng oras. You know, we could have discussed more about um, child sexual abuse and to Gon's advocacies. I hope you'll have me again next time. Thank you so much for having me, J Love. Next episodes, oh. next episodes, daw. Yes, abangan mm-hmm. ko yan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ateneo to Gon's Self Love and Healing Podcast. In the second episode, we discuss how we can prevent child sexual abuse and sexual violence. Before we go, make sure to follow us on Ateneo Togon's official Facebook page if you haven't already to stay tuned for our next episodes. And if you miss our last one, feel free to check it out here on Spotify. See you in the next one. Togon tayo, Togoner!